Yes, it's probably time for us all to get on board with Alan Bowman being the right fit at the right time right now. But we also got to talk a little bit about could it be possible that Bedlam takes on a new meaning? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you very much for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Of course, we are available on every single podcasting platform as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me personally on Twitter at All Day O State. So, as you can tell, we are back in the studio, which is not fun. It's not a great announcement, but I may or may not have fallen off of a porch. Yeah, so it is what it is. I'm stuck like Chuck, but it's okay. The guy that was going to come with me, he is still currently in Arlington. So we'll have a lot of uh, sneak peeks from him. So we'll have some information still to kind of divulge. But today I want to talk a little bit about the quarterback position. Nothing has changed for me in regards to loving the development I've seen from Garrett Rangel and Gunnar Gundy. But Alan Bowman, we all know, should be the guy. And it's not just because of his wealth of experience. It's not just because he's been through multiple different systems, although that does play a little bit of a part here. I think one of the things that seems to be remiss when you're listening to all these analysts and things of that nature talk about Oklahoma State, we talked a, a few days back about how an anonymous Big 12 coach said that you got to have faith in what Mike Gunny can do in that offense. And it just it, it got me questioning, well, what do the Big 12 coaches not know that we pretty much know? That the offense is not the same Gundy offense we've had from 2011, right? There's been different iterations of it. There's been different styles. But by and large, we have slowly, methodically kind of grown our offensive identity. And now we're going to find ourselves more of an old school style of offense. Of course, this doesn't mean we're going to be under center 24-7. But it does mean that we're going to be having a lot more 11 personnel, 12 personnel. And Alan Bowman is used to that, right? Let's just face it. Garrett Rangel, never been under center. Zane Flores, never been under center. Gunnar Gundy, he did it a few times, but not very often. Pretty much all shotgun guys. Alan Bowman... Obviously, had his fair share of shotgun stuff at Reckham Taco, Texas Tech. But he also did a lot of under center stuff. A lot of gap scheme. A lot of, of power eye, power offensive philosophies. And part of that is an identity, right? When you go look back at Oklahoma State 2021, even the people who didn't like Oklahoma State per se, like watching the 2021 team because of the defense. So your people in the Big Ten SEC-style country that like to talk and go on and on and on about how the Big 12 doesn't have defenses and this and that and the other, we've seen the flip-flop effect. We've seen Alabama adopt more of the air raid concepts, 
over the years, the SEC entirely, really. The only old school 24-7 conference has been the Big Ten. So, I mean, hats off to them. And that is where we got Alan Bowman from. Alan Bowman understands what is being asked of him, which is also the conundrum of the situation as well. This spring, he was amazing at a lot of things, but he also was a little bit lackluster in, in throwing some interceptions. And we all know that's what he needs to cut down on. That's what he needs to work on coming into this season for us. But the simplification of the offense suits him very well. We know that he picked up the offense very, 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 very quickly. Now, does that mean that the offense is so pedestrian as far as knowledge is concerned that it's going to be super simplistic? No, probably not. It's just that when you combine where he's already been, both stops at Texas Tech and Michigan, the terminology side of things is not going to be entirely difficult. It's going to be the formations and what's being asked of the fullback, what's being asked of the tight end, what's being asked of the running back. All of these things are crucial to the understanding of where to go from an offensive perspective at the quarterback position. I'm still very high on Garrett Rengel. I still really like where Gunner Gundy is in his development thus far, coming back from the shoulder injury. Zane Flores is definitely ahead of most freshmen that have ever come through Stillwater, Oklahoma, so his time is going to come. Do I think Alan Bowman will start every single game this year? Probably not. Is he going to, you know, rush for a bunch of yards? No, certainly not. Can he take off when necessary and get you four, five, six, maybe seven? Sure. Could he potentially break a couple long ones if the defense is, is caught sleeping? Sure. But injuries seem to happen all the time. Every year, this is the name of the game in college football. Now having the numbers go from 85 to 135 as far as players on the roster, that's going to help that. But not when it comes to your cream of the crop, guys. They're still going to have to rise to the occasion. And we haven't seen a quarterback make it completely unscathed in years. Some of that could be because Spencer did a lot of running. Yeah, for sure. Some of that could be because Spencer did some more, you know, did some running as opposed to looking at all of his reads first. But the simplification that we have now should suit Alan Bowman well. That should allow him to cut down on the interceptions. There are going to be times, inevitably, throughout the course of the season that we're going to ask them to do a little bit more. We're going to ask our quarterback room to, okay, you know, we're down a little bit here. We got to start pushing the ball upfield. And I think we're going to have the wide receivers and athletes to be able to do that because of the run game, because of the, the success of the run game. It doesn't matter what's going on on the offensive side of the ball. If you're still hitting that 4.5, 4.6 yards of carry, like we've talked about ad nauseum, if you're still in that range, then it is going to help you open up the passing game when need be. The question is, can Alan Bowman cut out on the interceptions? Of course he can. Can he go through the entire season unscathed? Probably not. And so no matter what, we're going to see some of these other quarterbacks. We're going to see what progress they've been able to make. But again, let's make no mistake. This is a good fit. And it worked out in our favor. 
honestly, right? We we got a call from a Michigan coach as Alan Bowman was taking an official visit in, in Waco. And from what I've read, you know, he was ready to be a Baylor Bear. And Baylor needs some help to kind of help with their quarterback room as, as well. So we were in similar situations. But the fit worked out. The marriage was perfect. The fact that we're going to this style of offense, it just it made sense at the right time. Everything fell into place. So if we can cut out the picks, let's stop with the idea that Alan Bowman doesn't do some special stuff. He throws balls in practice, in scrimmages that blow your mind. I mean, yes, obviously the interceptions need to be calmed down a bit. But it is impressive when he's able to put things on a dime like he does occasionally. And those occasions can be in between a really good running game with the help of the fullback and the tight end. I think we could all get signed up for that. So I'm on board. I still like what we have behind him. I really do. But I also understand he does some things with the football that are not normal. He can fit in some windows that make you scratch your head quite a bit. You know what doesn't make you scratch your head? When you buy the right clothing. And today, bird dogs is uh, what we're going to talk about. So as you guys already kind of know, bird dogs was brave enough to send some products. And basically just say, here you go. You use it, you wear it, you feel it, you talk about it. And as you've heard me say, you can run in them, walk in them, swim in them, work in them, fight in them, go to sleep in them, wake it up, wake up, do it all again in them. It's really like that. They're really like that. And again, I love seeing the stuff uh, from people on their purchases from, from Bird Dogs. Now, right now, you already know that, um, I don't know, comfort to me is a big deal. Being able to do a multitude of things from a multitude of angles is also a very big deal. They've got the, the the stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg. And you can legitimately feel like it's more of a sculpted type, type of look. It's essentially the same thing as the Lululemons, but obviously <laughs> way better because they are willing to back themselves. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, enter the promo, locked on college, all one word, and you'll get a free a Yeti style tumbler with your order. That is birddogs.com slash locked on college. Go there now and tell me about your experience with bird dogs because I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You legitimately will not want to take them off. It's not just a saying, it's not just a slogan, it's 100%. And I need you to experience that and then let me know, uh, you know, how, how awesome it was for you, your experience. All right, so the next thing on the Daily Mojave there is, yes, we've all heard or seen recently that one of our earlier commits, especially from the defensive side of the ball, was Jalen Bordley. <clears throat> and not that I've ever been down on Jalen Bordley, but I have talked over and over and over again about Gunnar Wilson and Jonathan Agumadu. Uh, I've talked very glowingly in a couple different episodes about Tamaric Johnson. I like Jalen Bordley. I think he would have had a pretty good spot in Stillwater, Oklahoma. This is not a scenario of, well, I, I guess it kind of is. He got a better offer, quote unquote, better for him, at least. Maybe not obviously better, as we'll find out in the coming days, but better for him. 
And I'm okay with that. I get it. Guys, Gunnar Wilson is a big dude. Tamaric Johnson is a big dude. Jonathan Agumidu is a big dude. Jalen Bordley is not. He's the same size as Lando Cleveland, which is a safety that we just brought in. So I think you could potentially see that there was some riding on the wall that after we got all three of those big linebackers that fit exactly where we need them to in our scheme, that maybe maybe he was going to get squeezed out of the linebacker room. I thought that he would have been of perfect safety. And I think maybe I was thinking that we he'd get to still order, fall in love, and then be more and more okay with the idea of him playing safety. But maybe that's not the case. Maybe he wants to develop into a linebacker. Maybe that he thinks that he won't get that opportunity in Stillwater anymore because of the linebackers brought in. Plus the fact that we're fairly young. We've got a lot of guys waiting in the wings for when Xavier Benson leaves, for when Justin Wright leaves. So it's not like the cupboard is completely bare. And then you bring in these three guys who are all 6'3", 210, 212, 215 pounds plus. You know, somebody that's six foot, 190, 195 pounds was going to take some work to get up there. Now, do I think he should have completely wrote written? I know English is hard for me sometimes. He shouldn't have wrote us off because you never know what's going to happen in body by glass. It's very possible that Rob Glass could have gotten Jalen Borley to the size that he would have needed to to have a bona fide certified spot uh, in the linebacker room. But regardless, you know, we wish the young man well. And before he originally committed to Oklahoma State, right, he was entertaining offers from places like uh, Auburn and Arkansas and Baylor and Houston and LSU and Texas Tech. So, you know, it it's not that I'm not upset, I guess is the right word here. It's not devastating because, again, He was likely going to be squeezed into a safety position unless Rob Glass was going to be able to, you know, work that magic per se. But yeah, guys, we're we're going to be able to pick up another safety, true safety, if you will. And I think we're all pretty daggone comfortable with the linebackers we have coming in. So we wish the young man well. And I actually... I don't know. I even wish the young man well, thinking about the idea that he's probably, I would lean more towards Texas Tech with him now. It just, it feels like a good fit. And even though Texas Tech has been very hot on the recruiting trail, I don't, I don't think that they're out there getting 6'3", 6'4", 220, 215 sized linebackers on a regular basis. So if, if his heart is really set at linebacker, maybe this is a perfect fit for him. And if it is, I think all of us can get behind the idea that that's awesome. I think we should all be able to get behind the idea that what we're bringing in is more than fine. This was like, he was like the extra layer of icing. Not a necessity, but it would have been nice. We know that our safety room is going to be a strength of this team coming into this year, right? This is not groundbreaking news. And I think next year is going to be much of the same. Yeah, Trey Rucker's gone. Yes, Kendall Daniels likely has the season that 
potentially props him up for NFL. But we're not old at the safety position. And we're so maneuverable right now, as far as athletically, that our safety room, yeah, could slide and play multiple spots. So this isn't a massive, massive need at the moment. So it is what it is. Good luck to the young man. Honestly, if you end up in Lubbock, I think that would be awesome. And uh, I can't wait to watch you in a Reckham Taco Tech jersey. All right, guys. And lastly, so Oklahoma State has loyal and true in the alma mater. And it really was just words, right, for a long time. Words in a, in a song that sounded cool. But if you notice, Oklahoma State fans, they we get a little bit more fired up than, than some ba- fan bases. We get a little bit more involved with multitudes of sports, right? We're not a one-to-two-trick pony like our friends down the road in Norman, Oklahoma. It is what it is. People throw shots at their fan base because it's legitimate. OU fans feel like football is the only thing that matters, and then occasionally they'll throw out that they're pretty good at softball. They should talk about some of their other sports more, maybe, but when you have a disastrous joke of a basketball arena that most of the state now has caught up to at the high school level, I don't know, could be a problem. It's not a problem for Lexi Keys. As Lexi Keys decided to give away her cowgirl uniform for a lady sooner uniform. We'll see how it works out. I don't see it working out super, super well. The same can be said about, you know, Trace Ford. You know, I, I was actually a little bit of a differing opinion here when, when Trace Ford decided to make his decision. Um, I knew that the medical side of things had a lot to do with it. So I actually didn't necessarily fault Trace for making the decision. Um, I almost even gave props to OU Medical getting involved and helping with the sales pitch there. Yeah, of course. I mean, it stings a little bit. But people act like he was this crazy savant. And he was good. And then he had so many, you know, major injuries and massive surgeries that we only just saw pieces, like little flashes of what he could potentially possibly be. And then he split time with Colin Oliver. We all know how that worked out. Colin Oliver ended up being a freshman All-American. Now he's going to be the guy that plays that Vaughn Miller-style linebacker role for us this season. But as I said in the very, very beginning, is it possible that all of this crap fest that's going on now adds another little layer to Bedlam? Because without Bedlam football, football drives the bus, yes. That is going to take a hit. But as we've heard, most of the other sports are probably likely going to continue bedlam. If it's not yearly, it'll be pretty common, right? And so when you see Trace Ford in a cowboy uniform or a Sooner uniform come back to Stillwater, Oklahoma for the last trip to Stillwater for at least 8 to 10 years, does it not add a little bit more? Now, legitimately, not Throwing shade. Hopefully, 
he can stay healthy enough to get to that game and have that moment and have that experience. But as much as I was like, ah, I get it, you know, OU Medical got involved and they had a good sales pitch and Mama Bear Ford obviously had to listen and Trace had to listen and this and that and the other. Trace is out here trying to convince Kelly Maxwell to join the dark side. And as we, we, we already talked about, losing Kelly would be not horrendous, but I mean, it would hurt to them, Right? Just like Coach Kennedy said, she's given us a lot of years. She's basically exceeded the expectations that we had for her when she was, you know, coming to Oklahoma State very early on. So if she wants to go somewhere and transfer and have a new experience and and, and work on her, her degree program, fine. Obviously, going down the road 71 miles is not ideal because that's a factory especially for softball, right? The only other sport that OU fans like to even semi-recognize that exists, which is why I think it's stupid for Lexi Keys. Like, they don't give a crap. And you saw the, the differentiation between Cowgirls fan base and Galgariba before J.C. Hoyt, and then you saw what Cowgirl basketball attendance was like with J.C. Hoyt. You will never see that Norman. And right now, if this is a trend, how many of you out there, right? Let me know in the comment section. Are you rooting for these people to be successful or are you secretly like, I kind of hope that it doesn't work out? Kind of like Mr. Kale Davis, who left Stillwater to go pitch for the enemy down the road, Norman, Oklahoma. And then we we got one of their pitchers in return. Thankfully, it worked out better for us. Ben Abrams was much better of a get for Oklahoma State than Kel Davis was for OU. Matter of fact, the first Bedlam game where we absolutely blew the doors off of them, those last uh, couple innings were on Kale. And that was beautiful, right? They bring Kale in to face his former team, to stop the bleeding, and we just start pounding the tar out of the dude. We made We made him look pedestrian we made him look junior high level and you can't tell me that some of the guys were not hoping and waiting and wanting OU to put that dude in the game they did and we absolutely demolished it and it was fun right and it was fun on social media because you got to have the conversation of well uh that didn't work out so well for you did it bud what a terrible decision that was So, can the same be said for Trace Ford when it comes to OU this coming season? Who knows? I actually do think OU is going to be significantly better than last year. Last year, their defense was pretty complex. Yeah, they've got some. They've had some time to figure some things out. So, I, I hope that Bedlam and Stillwater is both top ten teams. I really do. I would. I would love nothing more than both teams to be undefeated. And then I would love for Ollie Gordon to just run all over Trace Ford 17 ways from Sunday. I would. And I think we all would. Just like we know we're going to beat OU in basketball, especially the women's side of basketball. So cool. Lexi Keys going to look uh, gonna look like a ridiculous decision, which is fine, fine with me. 
Kelly Maxwell, that's a different story. Obviously, if she goes sell you, she's not going to look ridiculous. It's not going to go negatively for her. But that hasn't been announced yet. We don't know where Kelly's going. This seems pretty likely. But is this a trend that you could see more more taking place? And do you see it going both ways? Yes, again, we grabbed Ben Abrams. That pitched very well for us this, this previous season. But on the, on the flip side, are you a big fan of grabbing OU players? I wasn't. I wasn't super high on Ben Abrams. The only reason it was really okay for me, with me, was because we were doing a pitcher swap, right? So it's like, okay, we lost one of ours. We get one of yours. Luckily, again, it worked out better for our guy. Ben Abrams had a 30,000 times better season than Davis did and Norman. And I think it'll be the same for Lexi Keys, although she can shoot. But coming to Galgraba, it's going to be different. Nobody, nobody cares about playing a Lloyd Noble Center. Nobody does. I mean, hell, if you go to OU, you probably don't give a crap about playing in that place either. You probably feel more comfortable and have more fun playing on the road. So, does it add a little bit more? Let me know down in the comment section. Like it if you like it. Guess what? Dislike it if you don't like it. Tell me what could have gone differently. Um, and yeah, uh, I do know I have a makeup show, which is going to be awesome. I cannot wait. I'm a little, I'm not, I'd be lying to you if I said I was a little, I'm extremely butthurt myself, uh, about not being in big 12 media days, just because not only did, did I get the, uh, the accreditation, I also got the big 12, you know, to give me an extra pass so somebody could help me operate uh, my wheelchair and things of that nature. So, you know, I went through all the dog and pony show and thank thank goodness Locked On is very amazing and accommodating and helped me kind of navigate all of it. And I got it all figured out. But stuff happens, right? Um, maybe I should just slow down instead of hopping around like Tigger the Tiger all the time. I was out building a fence with my boy in the backyard for the puppies and we built both sides of the fence. Perfect, fine. Everything was great. And um, I decided to, you know, just do a couple more things while I was out there with some nails and some wood. And it didn't work out in my favor. It is what it is. But uh, the guy that was going to go with me to help me operate and all that fun jazz, he is still 100% going. Matter of fact, he's already there right now. So I'll be FaceTiming him a significant amount throughout the event, especially whenever he goes and, and, and talks to some of the Oklahoma State guys and gets involved there. So. Stay tuned. We are going to have some updates. Oh, and we'll be appearing on Mark Rogers' show Wednesday evening as well. Got more baseball tournaments as we get ready to head to Baton Rouge for the World Series. Um, it's it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a really good time. All righty, y'all. That's all we got for this one. As always, you know I love you. God bless. Go Pokes. I had to hit you with the guns this time before I hit you with this little outro here. Thank you very much for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Sorry, I'm not Arlington. Um, I had a lot of plans with a lot of people, so it, it is what it is. This is my not happy face. But what are you going to do? I'll make up for it. All right, y'all.